You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, your host, and as always, we're joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Hey, how's it going, Jeremiah? Well, it was terrifying. I didn't have my little sheet of paper that tells me everything. <laughs> you but had this point about and got it memorized. Go off the, uh, go uh, off your cuff. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> so our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics, and we promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. In the rotating co-host seat over here today, we have uh, the guy that tapped out at the last minute last week. It's Cade Coger. Good evening. How we doing, sir? Pretty good. You're healed up. Yeah, you've got it. You've got an, You got two eyes that are working. Yep. We uh, we gave Chase Payton last week about ninety minutes of, of time to to get out here and cover you. And thank thank God your yeah. beautiful brown eyes are all right. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, he could stand in for me. Yes. There's the last minute I took a right hook from my toddler. <laughs> Caught a, caught a fingernail in the eye. So. You got to keep gloves on him, man. That's what I I, that's what I heard. Yeah, it's a sucker punch. I'll get him back. Yeah, uh, he's got <laughs> you got seventeen more years of abuse ahead of him. So now now you're keeping track. Yep. All right. So in the other chair, featured guest, is it Kenan or Keenan? Kenan. Kenan. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm nowhere close. Kenan. Kenan Gray in the green shirt. Mm-hmm. And you're a uh, you're running for county council, district one, district across, one across the street. Yep. yep. That's a very familiar district to me. I'm in your district. I might vote I, for you. You never know. I, I doubt it. <laughs> Since you're, you're my opponent, I seriously doubt it. I'd be worried about you if you did. <laughs> I, there's, there's a lot of things about me that well, nobody, nobody really are, understands. I, yeah. I, I, that's probably something to be said for that. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. it. You make a compelling case. I could vote for you. We don't know. Well, I'll try. I haven't you voted in the, the dirty Republican primary in a long time. But <laughs> it goes on your permanent that's, record. And it's, there's it's, competition this year. Yeah. We do ours uh, completely free of taxpayer money. Hmm. Our we select our candidates, and it's not a burden on the on the taxpayers' pocketbooks as right. a, as the Libertarian Party. I've read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not. Uh, we you know shameless self promotion, man. We do yeah, it all the time. That's right. That's what this is. That's right. So Cannon is uh, <laughs> shameless self has come in in his uh, in his leprechaun green. He's uh, no Trojan tro- green. <laughs> Trojan green. His Trojan Green. He has uh, worked as the. Uh, you were the vice principal of the Newcastle High School. Yeah, associate, but that's or yeah, associate, vice. That's mostly discipline. So vice would be description. Oh my gosh, was vice principals? Is it your favorite show? Was it on HBO? <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> you guys didn't burn down any houses, did you? Not in the twenty-one years. A, that's there. a spoiler. If you haven't watched the show, it was uh, some tough stuff going on that thing. Anyway, the uh, yeah. So he's he's dressed in the green. His campaign colors. He's got the Newcastle uh, Trojan green and white. And uh, he has decorated our uh, our studio strongly in his colors. Uh, you get the award for having the most uh, the most swag to bring in. And you're I've been watching your week. show. That was my goal. <laughs> you're repping last week's uh, yeah, last week's Ed, Ed, Ed Tarantino on the button as well. I did. I told Ed. I 
had dinner with him last night at the UDC dinner. Yes, sir. And I said, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to wear somebody else's button. You're, I, he's, he's a good guy. The next thing I'm going to see is like the Chevrolet logo <laughs> uh-huh. and and 3M and the, you can have <laughs> yep. Hendrick Motorsports on yep. there. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So we got to, we'll see what Mr. Bowman looks like next week when he comes on. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Dakota, we got some thank yous to make, man. We we have some thank yous from the Patreon account. Uh, once again, if you, if you haven't already, you can find us on Patreon under Boss Hog of Liberty. Uh, you're, you'll see our little emblem pop up, and you get all kinds of free free gear with, with your donations. Um, and we, it's just it's incredible to me still the amount of, of people that we have. We're halfway to our studio goal. Oh yeah, we're, we're over we're over two hundred and twenty dollars, two hundred thirty dollars yeah, a month in, in uh, pledge contributions. Yeah, our goal is $500 a month so that we can get moved out of my spare bedroom and into a professional studio and uh, so that I don't have to have people walking in my house every week <laughs> and <laughs> then have to listen to my dogs bark at them whenever they ring the doorbell. But uh, we have uh, so many people. I think we have 14 people now. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. So we have Christy Avery and Brantley Spicer at, up at our top with the, the most monetary donations of those two. And then we have Mary Hershey and Rebecca Baker, uh, Sarah Potter, Jason Roberts, Kirsten Cronk, Chad Malicote, Nancy Nancy Dietz, Dietz, Jamie Joe Owens, Craig DaCosta, your parents Joyce and Paul. My parents are still not on the list. Another I even, week goes by. I even no harassed them. I harassed them this weekend. Just keep calling and they didn't them out. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like the third weekend. In we a row. will shame you into giving us Come money. On, catch up. <laughs> and then uh, Zachary Bertram, Corey Murphy, and Aaron Ewart. There we go. That's our list. That's Huge awesome. Huge thank yous. And uh, we got a, a big contribution this week as well from Mary Logan, a one-time contribution, because yep, we, uh, we awesome. spent some time over at the uh, Henry County Memorial Park Board meeting. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, we covered that, and she uh, she said thank you very much and shot us a PayPal donation. So that was awesome. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, there's there's all kinds of merchandise announcements for us as well. Yep. There, there's uh, We'll get into Eric. We'll talk about Eric the Turkey now, because we, we, a minute ago we went live as, as the Eric the Turkey account. Confession time. It was us. We were we were the uh, the voice, the writers, and the uh, the perpetrators of uh, of Eric the Turkey. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, it yeah, was it us. Was us. We, we we were the guys. Wow. We we ran the Facebook page. That's pretty clever stuff. Yeah. We had some fun with it. Yeah. We did have fun with it. I had you, a, I, I had tell. a blast. Yeah, I didn't know it was you guys. We, we're comedy writers now. It was it was busy. It I was busy work. Your show that you were, but I didn't know you were Eric the Turkey. Was... Yeah. Oh yeah. We were we were That's us and uh, Chris Spangle of the Bob and Tom Show. We were uh, we were the voice of Eric the Turkey. So if you guys enjoyed that and had some fun with it, uh, you know, you were over there watching that. There's uh, there's an official Eric the Turkey shirt that we there are uh, that, that's being sold. That's going to go towards podcast because if you listen to that Memorial Park Board meeting on Monday, you know that we had some audio issues and uh, we need a new microphone. So we're yeah. going to take whatever T-shirt sales go from that. And that's going to go into the microphone fund. That is, yep. They're uh, they're pretty cool T-shirts. Shout out to Ross Tickner for uh, designing for drawing up the the picture of Eric the turkey with the candles and stuff. We use his that we use his artwork on the on the T-shirts. It says "In loving memory of Freebird the turkey, 2016 to 2018." Um, I think they're eighteen dollars and fifty cents, and we get about half of that. Uh, as profit from... If, if you are a Patreon subscriber, though, there's a special discount yes. code for only the Patreon people. So Yeah, and it takes it down to $12.50. There you go. So if you join the Patreon, you can you can get your Eric the Turkey shirt at a discount. That's right. Basically takes all the money out of our pocket, but hey, you're a Patreon <laughs> subscriber then, so we'll take it. You're going to talk about the uh, pink flamingo out there <laughs> yeah. by the cemetery? That's right, yeah. <laughs> With the cross? So the, Did uh, you guys do that, too? I Okay, so I on Friday night, I said... 
if this town doesn't have a flower memorial out there by sundown, I don't want to be associated with it. It's ridiculous. And I was busy. Uh, my The lovely Sarah Potter, my bride-to-be, and I went, uh, we were meeting with uh, uh, Susan Bell, who's going to be the officiant. We were figuring out how the actual wedding was going to go in July when I get married. Uh, so I didn't have time. So I, I put it out to the world, and I said, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be ashamed of y'all. And, and Saturday morning, we, we went by, and it turns out it was some girls from Spiceland. They, they erected a couple of little crosses out there uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the red, white, and blue. And, and then uh, it's just, it's just snowballed. And, and every more day, and more a little bit more has come out. It's Sarah, awesome. Sarah had uh, had purchased some flowers. We laid some flowers out there, and I thought we were going to be the first ones. I really did, and I saw the crosses, and I was like, I was giddy. <laughs> uh, so that was where that picture came from. And then the next day, my dad, my dad loves flamingos, and I had a flamingo in my yard that he had left. Um, so the flamingo made its way out there, and then somebody else put the little chicken light out there, yep. and then the turkey my- feather. My favorite is and, the yeah. stove top. And the I didn't have anything to do with that. That was genius. <laughs> that's out there. Is the greatest yeah, that thing. I didn't see. Yeah, I love that. That is whoever did that is a genius. Uh, you have my eternal gratitude for putting the the stove top stuffing out there. So, and it was a fun thing for us to do. I know a lot of people really, really, really did uh, did enjoy the humor of it. There's a handful of people that think we're terrible people and we're profiting off of the death of a turkey, but yep. uh, you know. When, when something like that happens in a community, it's a way for everybody to, to kind of come together and have a fun little thing to talk about. So we, we enjoyed yep. it. And, uh, you know, it's almost turkey season. So I can, can't wait to be you can walking. get your stickers and go get your turkey here. Yeah. I can't wait to walk around Kroger and see somebody wearing uh, Eric the Turkey t shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to make a t shirt in the wild. Life. <laughs> yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah, so we that's that's out there in the world, and then there's some more Boss Hog Liberty merchandise. You you put yep. together a whole store. We have a whole store at redbubble.com. You can search B-H-O-L, and there's all kinds of merchandise. It's a lot better than what uh, T-Chip did us and uh, tried to shut down our page and all that stuff. But we have our <laughs> own corner of redbubble.com, and it's full of merchandise. You can get everything there. And it's, it's such it's a wide variety too it's yeah. not, they're not they're not high priced right they're good prices and uh the shipping's a good a good cost and it's just it's so much better and uh the quality of the things of the actual products are are just incredible like it, if you wanted a boss hog of liberty duvet you could get a duvet that's how <laughs> that's the i should add one to the wedding registry <laughs> yeah i just came from italy is that like a bidet no, 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 this is you, you put this one on the bed, not in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm being domesticated, I'm not gonna be a single guy anymore, so I have to learn about duvet, duvet covers Duvets, now. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, that's right, it is a married guy term. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that a year ago. That's right. So, all right, so then, uh, Monday, you and I, uh, we hung out, and this is where I met, uh, met Mr. Gray mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, we were out there covering the Memorial Park board meeting. Yep. Uh, we went in there full Boss Hog Liberty style, set we were, up a we table. We were in our suit, uh, our, our, our official uniform with yep. our Boss Hog polos. Yep. We had a, there was a one uh, kid that came up to us and he wanted his picture taken with us and was doing two thumbs up and we we gave him the thumbs up back. It was awesome. Local celebrity, Dakota Davis. Yep. Signing had, autographs. Well, I mean, it's because the table is what I think. We had that whole table set up there with all of our equipment and everything. And then it turns out that none of the extra mics that we brought worked. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're still semi pro at this. It, we're, we're efforting. We're, we're making improvements. But uh, you could hear it, and people actually got to see the uh, see the park board meeting. So we'll ask. Uh, we'll ask. Ke- uh, Ken, is it Keenan? Uh, help me out. No, it's with Kenan. This. Kenan. 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 Yeah, like Ken. 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 Un. Ken. Yeah. Un. And probably A N. And yeah, phonetically, yeah. it's probably Ken 
Kenan. People have trouble with my name too, so don't yeah. feel bad. Uh, Cade. Yeah. yeah, we call him Jade. <laughs> I always get Katie. <laughs> Katie. Yeah. Chase. So, <laughs> or yeah, Chase. Or Chase. Yeah. So Kenan, uh, how how what did you think of this uh, this parkour meet? I assume that was the first one you've been to, or no, did you been to others? Second. second time. I went to the first one. This was less heated than the first one. The last they had one. Two yeah, officers, there were two sheriff's deputies at the first one, and they stood up and actually thought they were going to be involved. So this was fairly calm. Um, people voice their opinion. So uh, the Doughboys, the issue. I, I, I think everyone, including me, is in favor of everything they're planning. You know, the museum and some of the other things they're planning for veterans. I think it's great. But a lot of people have come up to me and have expressed veterans, especially the majority of the people have come up to me, have uh, serious, genuine feelings about the Doughboy. And I told him I would side with them. Yep. My campaign manager said, don't be stupid. Don't take a stand on it because it's a, not a major issue. I'm just not that kind of person. I, too many people came up to me with heartfelt feelings, and I said, I'm for everything that they're planning. But I think, given the circumstances, the doughboy ought to probably stay where it is. And I believe that. Yeah, the... Uh... I, I said a couple of weeks ago. I said this night, this story may end up with this is the story of how Henry County wanted to put two doughboys. You can't <laughs> you can't cut it in half and put it in both places. And they're yeah. you know they I heard we heard last night that they raised like sixty eight thousand dollars in cash and in kind mm-hmm. contributions for it. Um, I you know there, there's a proposal Mark Schranor shared around yesterday that looks like they could they could secure another one for about twenty grand. And I think if if they can raise it privately and you had the uh, you had one doughboy uh, you know the new doughboy in front of the uh, the new monument site and say hey this is what it looks like and if you want to hike out to the original location you can see it. I think that solves the accessibility issue. I think that'd be a cool plan. I'd give to but, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it lands. Yeah. But. Uh, Right now, things are under. You know, I think I think they're definitely going to have the flagpole display, and the you know, there's going to be something there in front of the the Smith Building. Just uh, stay tuned to see and what you, happens. You've been saying that for a, a quite some time, like since the beginning of this Doughboy controversy. Is this is going to be the story of how Newcastle ends up with two Doughboys? You've been saying that for a while. <laughs> I, I, I don't see <laughs> yeah, another way. You called it. Are you a psychic? I might be. You okay. can talk about that on your tinfoil time. Yeah, maybe. How does Jeremiah see the future? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that there had been three was it Medal of Honor winners from Henry County. Yeah, Very three separate Medal of Honor winners. Yeah, and they're, they're doing something with them. I think. Would yeah, be, I think they're going to put up plaques on really great on stones. Yeah, you're going to have uh, it. It's going to be you know the, the Doughboy is from World War One, and it honors right. the World War One soldiers. And obviously, we're coming up on the uh, the hundred year anniversary of the uh, the end of the Great War, uh, and then two years from that. Cheers! Now we'll have the 100-year anniversary of Memorial Park's existence. And I didn't uh, know that he was actually throwing a grenade. Yeah, he's holding he's holding a grenade. I thought it's they pulled. were waving at them when they were uh, and all that. I always thought that too. Yeah, and no, he is a grenade after coming out of the foxhole and that makes is, the way for the other soldiers. He's throwing it's a, a grenade. really cool. It is a really anger. cool statue. It's really not awesome a, piece you know, of art. a lot of a lot of artwork is is somebody that's at peace or they're not fighting. He's got a you know he he is ready to kill. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. what it is. It's an engaged in battle. I think all the work they've done is really great. All the plans they talked about are really good plans. A lot of thoughts got into it. I, uh, Kathy Hamilton gave an impassioned um, a talk about the original intent of the Doughboy. If anybody would persuade me to change my mind, it probably would be her. But uh, probably 90% of the individuals, I know over 50 people have shared with me, and they not, over 90% have been in favor of keeping it where it was. And I, out of respect for them, the majority of them being veterans, I, I side with them. 
How do you see uh, yourself as a council candidate having an impact on that? Uh, just standing up and giving my peace of mind. I mean, council obviously is financial. Uh, I said I would I would contribute to anything like the plan you have, a second doughboy, something for the Medal of Honor winners. Somebody maybe who's on this show suggested Steve Alford. <laughs> I think it probably should stay military veterans, yeah. heroes of, of wars, but – yeah, was, that was old. That was Chase. He had yeah, a wide variety, yeah, but I Chase think we said a on wide one. variety. <laughs> <laughs> Steve that Alford was, was the most universally yes. acceptable yeah, of the, of the list. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't think that was the intent. Up there, so. <laughs> War memorial. Uh, well, I, Betsy Mills, a candidate for count for District Three, has been advocating strongly for Eric the Turkey. So I, you know, nothing's off the table. <laughs> well, until last Friday, that might have been a good idea. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well. I'm sure the mayor could find the turkey, and we can have a bronze casting of the turkey made, and we can, you know, we can piece, we can save this thing. I think we should have caught the turkey and relocated it alive to Memorial yep. Park. Yep, to the, Memorial the Park. The DNR. That would have been that's perfect. all they do is catch animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think they started. The DNR. It. Yeah, they, they said they they'd come back because I think they had a family and a roost <laughs> or something over by the mausoleum. Yeah, and like they said they contacted them. They said they would come back oh, yeah. as long as they had little ones. I heard in the hmm. barber shop today. That's where all the real news that's, comes from. Yes. In the barbershop, the, uh, the, local, the MVP barbershop, yeah. uh, of course, uh, co-host, uh, co-host Clay, who's on uh, sabbatical. But we do, I can confirm, we've we reached an agreement for, uh, yes. for for a show in May where we're going to have uh, co-host uh, Clay, Clay come back. The long-awaited return. <laughs> yes. I think Councilman May, May 24th, mark your calendar, 7 p.m. Uh, we, we'll have him back on and we'll talk, uh, we'll talk, we'll post politics. Business. All yeah. business. We'll see what That's happens. That's what we're going to be talking about. Anyway, I heard that the, the DNR... The local guy was aware of it, and his superior said, no, leave it alone. So that's barbershop talk. But uh, I, if you can't believe the barbershop, what can you believe? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Facebook, maybe. Yeah. I've never yeah, heard, you know, I've never heard a piece thing. of fake news in the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> At least people have faces in the barbershop. You're talking face-to-face. On Facebook, you don't, uh, Yeah. you know, it, it, you're talking to, to emoticons. Yeah, and you're a lot more brave when you're on Facebook, too. Yeah. True. At least here you go. Video. That's right. <laughs> kind of fast. Yeah. If people don't know us by now, we're fifty-three episodes in. You've got you can't make this junk up. You you know you know the person, right? Yeah. So uh, over the weekend, Friday night, I was driving home. had uh, you know, had a nice, uh, happy little cut up talking to the uh, talking to the judge, Judge Bell, uh, getting ready to plan my wedding. I get home from Hagerstown, and all of a sudden, the United States is at war again. We've dropped bombs in yep. Syria. And I was I was kind of triggered. I I, I don't know I, I don't know where you're at in the uh, in, in in this in this story, or if you have an opinion. I've read your uh, editorial in the Career today. Yeah, so I uh, I know you have an opinion. I do. I I, I have I get frustrated, uh, Kenan, with people that that aren't true to themselves. So when somebody when somebody agrees with the president because they're in their party, and then they disagree with the president because they're not in the party. Mm-hmm. I, I get very frustrated. Kind of like Russia. And, and yeah, exactly. Or, so the uh, or Comey. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I hate him. I like him. I hate him. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I want to know, and we have a unique situation uh, where the sixth district is open, congressional seat, and we've tried to bring candidates through this studio uh, as they've been running running for office. We still have an open invitation to uh, to Greg Pence to come by. Uh, hopefully, uh, if he calls between now and the uh, between now and, and the primary day, Dakota and I will find five minutes to squeeze him in. I don't know how we're going to do it because we're going to have three shows next week, but we'll find a way if uh, if the Pence folks want to come on. But uh, if not, if he if he gets through the primary, we'll invite him back to uh, to come between now and the general. Uh, but we've we've tried to have an open open conversation with all of these folks. Uh, this is an interview, and uh, this this congressional seat has has spurned 
uh, the vice president of the United States, it, who also was the governor of this state. Uh, it gave us Luke Messer, who is running for U.S. Senate and was nearly – he's three steps away from being the Speaker of the House. And it gave us David McIntosh, who's the chair of the Club for Growth. These are high, high-level Republican, uh, Republican candidates, uh, people that have been very influential in the United States government. So our seat's a big deal. And uh, it's an invitation, and they need to they need to answer to us. So I have a, an op-ed that's in the Courier Times, it's in the Greensburg paper. It's, I think it's going to be in the uh, Shelby County paper and a number of other locations uh, that basically says, "How do you feel about this bombing in Syria?" Uh, and we reached out to uh, to all of the campaigns, and uh, we got responses from uh, from a number of them. So we'll go over those briefly, and we'll post them on the Boss Hog page uh, in in uh, in another note, so you can go back and read the full responses that we received from the campaigns. Uh, but we had a lot of response from uh, from the campaigns. So, uh, real briefly, uh, before you get into yes, this, yes, sir. before you get into Jonathan Lamb, uh, he's going to be the first response that you read. Um, I want to point out that on his, whenever he addressed, whenever he addressed and wrote back, he said, "Boss Hogs of Liberty." He did. He wrote. He wrote back to all of us. <laughs> the Boss Hogs. We're we're co equals. Yes, and Jonathan. <laughs> He has no problem coming on this show. No, he's nope. been uh, he's, he's been good. on. He's coming back yeah. on Thursday of next week. So uh, <laughs> next week we got Adam Bowman, uh, Peg Steffendell, and Jonathan Lamb. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Once again, mark your calendars. Dakota and I are going to be punch drunk and tired, but we're having we're having fun. Uh, Did you get his book, Lambs? I have not had his book no, yet. No, he's sending it to everybody. I got it in the mail on. Friday, I think it's economics is better than sex, or is like no, sex. What's the? What's, it's like uh, it's yeah. like it's like sex. Yeah, yeah. And it has a Marilyn Monroe picture with the dress coming up. Over yeah, he the, he talked a little bit about it. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was over Marilyn Monroe. It yeah, may not have been really in print not. when he was here the last time, but I bet we'll see a copy of it next week. I hope so. Maybe I a signed copy if we play our cards copy. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he uh, he his uh, he wrote back in this morning. And uh, the general gist is that he he does support the president's decision to uh, to bomb, uh, and he's a firm believer that Congress needs to provide uh, approval for military action that constitutes war. The U.S. should not be entering into conflicts to avoid uh, the need of congressional approval of military action. Uh, and he also went on to say that uh, we should not be engaging in long-term military action without congressional approval. Uh, and he. De- Talked about the War Powers Act requiring congressional approval after uh, after sixty days of conflict. Uh, it's a singular action, so he didn't necessarily need it. But uh, the U.S. needs to uh, needs to well, basically talk, and talk see that, deal with it. I, I've seen that a lot. I've seen that rebuttal a lot. Um, kind of giving an excuse for the president's actions: the sixty days of conflict. How long have our troops been on the ground in Syria? And how long have our allies been on the ground in Syria? How long have we been in the Middle East? It's been a lot longer than 60 days. Yeah. I mean, the 9-11, the authorization that came from this was uh, that that kind of opened up a lot of what the U.S. government's done under the last three presidents was done 17 years ago. Uh, yeah. So at this, that was my kind of my challenge is that Congress needs to debate and take back some of this authority. Uh, Tom Furkinoff, who uh, was running in the Republican primary, dropped out, and he's seeking the Libertarian nomination. Um, he said he didn't have the information, uh, basically, or he's not privy to the information uh, with regard to the intelligence that was here. Uh, but he says he sees time and time again the hypocrisy out of the elected officials from the two parties that dominate the political landscape, the Republicans and Democrats. As Sam Goldstein calls them, the old parties. Uh, if we don't start uh, sending more representatives to Washington, we'll put the country ahead of a party, this power imbalance will only become more dangerous. Uh, the situation in Syria has gone on long enough and that Congress should have acted and either authorized the president to use military force or restricted it, which is a very valid point because uh, yep. President Obama was, was dropping bombs over there 
uh, two years ago, uh, and there was a whole group of folks that were against Syria, and that was that was one of the things I talked about in the letter. Uh, there were very similar letters that were signed uh, by I don't have the copy in front of me now. I think eighty eight members this time, and about one hundred and forty members of Congress the last time, um, and unfortunately, only about fifteen or twenty of them were the same people. And there's not been that much turnover in the Congress, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the people that that politically are are more or less you'll call them hypocrites. If you signed it the last time and you believe the same way, then you should have signed it this time as well. Yep. Yeah. And if you signed it conveniently this time, but you didn't last time, it was because your party was in power, and that's pretty shameful too. Uh, well, it, Congress hasn't declared war since the forties. Nineteen forty-one is the last time we declared war. I was going to say World War Two. Yeah. So you have Vietnam, you have Korea, you have all these they're, they're conflicts, all conflicts, and they're all conflicts. Right. We've, and when you have 55,000 deaths in Vietnam, that's more than a conflict. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. created – yeah, we have the Vietnam War Memorial, but it's conflict. Yeah. Right. It's sad. It's it's ridiculous. And I, I'm not a dove. I'm fully in favor of fighting back when it's you know when it's time and it's appropriate and the United States is threatened. But we got to be honest with ourselves, and we need to declare the wars and debate it and then go in and, and accomplish the task. But – 17 years in the Middle East, nonstop, you've got kids that, you know, they're, yep. you literally have kids that are going to be fighting in their dad's war, and it doesn't it doesn't wash yep. for me. Be, be on patrol in the same Middle Eastern encampments that their fathers were on whenever they were enlisted. Mm-hmm. So Jim Pruitt, uh, he's seeking the Democrat nomination. We've not, we, had, we have not had Jim on, and that's our apology. We've not been able to make that happen. Uh, he, he responded and uh, said, yes, he would have signed the letter that we talked about, which is uh, gets a gold star from me. Uh, he would have signed the letter, and it doesn't matter which president's in the in political par- the party of the wh- uh, whichever. I'll read it himself. I'm not trying to summarize it. <laughs> I would have signed the letter, and it does not matter who the president nor the political party of the president. Whether or not the military strikes against Syria was good or bad or necessary, action does not matter. The president should have gone to Congress and obtained congressional authority to launch such a military action. Uh, which is exactly correct. That, that's that's my at least correct to me. I will endorse that uh, that statement. That's exactly where I'm at. Lane Seekman, who has been on here, Democrat running uh, running from uh, Rising Sun, uh, he referenced the uh, authorization of military forces uh, from 1971 or from 2001, and it's, he said it authorized the use of the United States Army forces armed forces against those responsible for the attacks on September 11, 2001 and any associated forces. That being said, the U.S. has limited national interest at stakes in Syria, and the AUMF does not authorize punitive actions for humanitarian purposes. We need a comprehensive debate in Congress on military strategy, including Syria. Uh, I responded back to him and said 9-11 is not an unlimited runway for any, mili- any military action. Congress has given away way too much authority, and Lane completely agreed. So that's uh, that's his. And then uh, later this evening, uh, we... We got a response from Jeanne Lake uh, from Muncie, and she uh, she said that the last time she's our, running as a Democrat, she, she's running as a Democrat from uh, from Delaware County. Uh, the last time our county actually declared war on a country was December 1941, after Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. It wasn't the Germans? It was uh, Japan. Yeah. Uh, Animal well, House will tell yeah. you differently. Uh, at at that time, the Senate approved a full military attack of war, 82 to zero. Following that action, the United States has found itself, in my opinion, way too involved in foreign conflicts, from Korea to Vietnam to Iraq and more. While our help and aid is vital at times, I believe that we seem to be almost trigger-happy when it comes to getting involved as our presidents seem to consider themselves to be the police in chief of the world. I feel that when atrocities like Bosnia or Syria do come up, we obviously have compassion and want to help, 
doing so is fine, but only at the approval of Congress and as the law allows. So I I have not heard from uh, from Representative Pence, uh, or, or not Representative Pence. No, uh, not, not yet. Businessman Pence uh, on where he he he's at. The last I saw, he's... Uh, his his campaign page says he's a marine, but I haven't seen anything on foreign policy, so I don't know the answer to that one. Running on the uh, uh, and then the marine three ticket. the three candidates for uh, for Senate on the Republican side all um, they all all support. supported the president. So yeah, if you've been paying attention to the Senate race, it's pretty much which one of us is the most in line with the president. It's mm-hmm. it's been that way the entire time. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. because it started out and Mike Braun was running as an outsider candidate. And then he started doing a little bit less and less, uh, performing less in the polls. And uh, now he's just gone the exact same route. I hate that. I Welcome, welcome to big time it. politics. Yeah. I like them all because they graduated from my alma mater. Are they all Wabash guys? They're all Wabash <laughs> I should be running for Senate. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are you doing yeah. in the county? <laughs> well, I heard there's an independent running their now. They're using degree. Uh, Mark Rutherford is here. He's the uh, uh, the libertarian seeking the Secretary of State nomination, and he's a Wabash grad- really? graduate. Yeah. They, they put out some good... There's a lot of, a good, a lot of Wabash it guys. It is a good place. It's a boys college. college, so you'll have to stay still focused, is. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they get the girls down to Paul. It's only a 22 and a half mile. Is that uh, what you had to do? Yeah. Let's, let's dig into 22 and a half. Oh, it sounds man. like a, you know the exact location pretty well. <laughs> it's uh, every Wabash guy. That round, knows, round trip, it's knows, 45 miles. Knows how much gas it takes to get to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Meet them halfway. So speaking about Wabash College, uh, you graduated from there in I, 1976? Uh, yes. And you were a biology major. I was, yes. Oh. Yes, thinking pre-med at the time. Uh, didn't didn't quite work out So tell way. me, Dr. Gray, how are things going? <laughs> I almost got my doctorate, <laughs> all but dissertation. Yeah, well, I'm here. <laughs> I'm not running for senate. <laughs> Next question: <laughs> How are things well, going? <laughs> well, you. Well, it can't be that bad. You're retired now, so I we're all retiring. sitting here in jealousy. Yeah, I am retiring. You'll you'll be there someday. I put in my time. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Looking at looking at your career path right here on the show notes, I I would say you put in your time. But you, after you left Wabash, you went to uh, Purdue University, and you changed, and it went to education at, yeah, uh, major, I did. and then communications minor. Yes, and you actually I, spent, you actually used that communications minor I, to use twelve years in radio. Yes, I started at Wabash College. They had a radio station that really had a commercial license. One of the very few educational. How dare they make profits in radio? I know. I, I helped pay my way through college. I, I sold the McDonald's in Crawfordsville I had on our station. <laughs> the other station in town that's the big station. Do you, they, do you remember? They the... hated me because <laughs> McDonald's spent all their money through this little college radio station. But do you remember know. the uh, the ad script? No, I don't. But it was WNDY, which mm. when they went under about uh, – or they sold out. WNDY NDY was the uh, Channel 23 Indy TV. It, it still is. Yeah. Now, about three years after I left, they decided they didn't want to stay in the radio business or it's too expensive or they needed to upgrade. It was not a stereo FM. It was just a uh, mono. Huh. And they sold out and then somebody bought their their call letters. Uh, I figured it would be somebody in, in Chicago yeah, or yeah. Indy. You know, the Windy City would be perfect and people would pay would for good awesome. call call letters. Yeah. And, but instead it was Indy. 
Uh, the the, the, uh, the Holman side. family had it for a while in yeah. the 90s. The mm-hmm. uh, the Holman George family had it, and it had uh, all the IndyCar practice. Because we're a racing show, Dakota. You know that. We, yep. We've established that a number of times. But, yeah. We're a racing show. <laughs> a Robin number Miller of times we had Robin Miller on. I know. Yeah. So what what made you decide to change your major from, uh, you know, your biology, thinking pre-med, and then all of a sudden you go to education. What was your what was your thought process? I don't even there? remember the evolution. It was certain classes, <laughs> and I was married at that time. We were at Purdue. We stayed in married student housing. Took some classes. That were how, how nice were the how how nice was the married student housing then? I remember in the nineties, <sighs> people said it was terrible. How it wasn't great. It was out on Airport Road. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, very multicultural. Our next door neighbors spoke uh, Portuguese. They were from Brazil, mm-hmm. so we uh, it was very. Uh, very interesting. Learned a lot. Um, worked my way through college. Uh, wife had jobs. She ended up getting her master's while at Purdue. I finished my master's at Purdue. Uh, did work at the uh, oldest radio station in Indiana, which is uh, WBAA. It's the Purdue station. It was the first station ever went on in Indiana. And then uh, <clears throat> first job was teaching over at uh, Northeastern Wayne. Then I worked at uh, WRIA. Was the football team any good there when you were there? Because I know Northeastern's had some terrible football oh, teams over the were, years. They had the longest losing streak. Now, yeah. much better after I left. Uh, but one of my jobs was to videotape them. Uh, and it was it was a sad period. They I, they went years without winning the foot, but they they much better. About five years later, they got rebuilt. Yeah, that's and, how it, new coach, and it started being some W's. Whenever I was uh, in middle school and high school, that's how try high was. We we didn't win a single game the entire time that I was in middle school and high school until the very last game my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that like we had won the state mm-hmm. championships with how much we <laughs> celebrated in there. It was uh, like we had like a the football players like walked around the uh, mm-hmm. walked around the square in the high school and we were all cheering and clapping. Who was your coach? Uh, Brian Peggs at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up being pretty successful. Brian was there when I was assistant principal because that was my okay. first administrative job was uh, 90 to 95 was at uh, South Henry. Okay. And they had a pretty good football team then. They won more games than they'd lost. Uh, well, it that... seems like most of them, <laughs> you know? It ended up changing. <laughs> so, so in your time there, Dakota, you won one football game? One football game, correct. Yeah. You went out a winner. Well, I, no, I, it wasn't me. I, oh, you weren't you weren't on no, the team. No, I wasn't anymore. on the team. I, I quit after my after uh, my sophomore year. Noted quitter, Dakota Day. <laughs> yep. I'm was, tired of losing, man. <laughs> maybe it was Denny Guy that had the winning. Dennis Guy. Dennis yeah, Guy. Yeah. yeah, then Brian Peggs took over about the time I left. Okay. We might have had overlap. When were you there? Uh I graduated in twenty fourteen. Oh, no, we weren't. This is this is the You're part that this is, the, this is the part that's terrible. <laughs> Dakota, remind me again that you were born January first, nineteen ninety six. Correct. Jeez. <laughs> Horrible! Yes. I was born in the '80s, at least. I'm, uh, I'm 13 years older than Dakota. Right, that's painful not, to we're me. We're not talking age. Just pretend I'm a female host. <laughs> it's impolite to remind up, you that he's nearly 78 years old. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Ken and Gray, will we make it four years? Let's I, find I, out I, together. I might, I might look like it after 21 years of vice, but I'm not. 21 so, years of vice. Yes, that so, was great. What uh, what did you teach at Northeastern? Uh, I had, gosh, my license. I did a little bit of everything. I was their drama sponsor, school library, audio visual. I did microcomputers. Came in in the mid '80s, and we started in setting up 
microcomputer labs. That's probably and worked the radio station down so in you, Richmond. You, you taught Oregon Trail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oregon Trail and had it was the early days. The Apple II computer. We were the first uh, probably networked Apple, which is slower than. Ten I used times to play slower the than these. Crap yeah. out of, <laughs> Unbelievable. Man. Put in a little five and a quarter floppy disk and <laughs> wait wait ten minutes for it to load up. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was all black and white. It just but that was all they had back then. So then I kind of got my job in uh, up at Anderson University because it was also audiovisual and microcomputer okay. support for the whole campus. We supported the uh, education department. Yeah, you were the at Anderson University. You were the assistant director of IMC, yeah, which I, I ended up getting wrong, yeah, uh, wrong the first time. Right, it's the instructional material center, which is the top floor of the uh, Decker Hall, which is the administration building. We actually back then uh, we had about ten TVs on carts, and we rolled them all over campus on a cart. <laughs> Through the snow in January. So literally through the snow in <laughs> That's January. That's good exercise. <laughs> and we finally, before I left, had satellite locations in the music wing and or the, the science uh, hall and the fine arts hall. And so we had storage compartments that we kept them so we didn't have to actually go from our center across, you know, a quarter of a mile to these. So we, we got it. And the first microcomputer labs went on under under my tutelage. Were you there with uh, the the first time the Colts camp was there? Were you around uh, on campus no, when the Colts that, camp that there? occurred it later. But about halfway through, they changed it from Anderson College to Anderson University when I was there. Okay. Those you were the, there. The Ravens. 86 mm-hmm. to 90. So you were there for four years. Yeah. I was there from four years. Uh, they had a probably a strong one was uh, baseball. They had a real strong baseball team. I'm trying to think of Don... He was well noted in the Don Knotts. Everybody loves Don Knotts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. I might think of it a little bit. I remember Don and uh, good guys, good place. Good. It's a nice Christian school. I had a buddy that uh, that played football there one year, so we hung out. And I, once again, like bad luck to my friends because I don't think Anderson won a single football game that year when I followed Joe Robinson around. But uh, we had some fun. Had some fun going up there and learn, seeing the campus and learning. Mm-hmm. Of course, once the Colts had their training camp there, all of a sudden they had a brilliant football field, and mm-hmm. it was a nice spot. Yeah, that's Schumann money. Stadium, I think it is. No, no, it's Muncie Schumann Stadium. It's uh, I don't remember the stadium name now. I'm sure it's a major donor, but it's nice. So after you, after you left Anderson <coughs> University, then came your your time as in the vice, as we mm-hmm. as we've been calling it, as an assistant principal. Yeah, and, I finished my EDS, which was an educational specialist. It's midway between master's and doctorate at Ball State. Okay, and that. My major was school superintendency with a, a minor in curriculum. And so I put feelers out to become an administrator and uh, had several offers, but they just didn't seem right around different parts of the state. So I turned actually a couple of years down. So I uh, might have left uh, Anderson a couple of years earlier if I'd taken some of those jobs up in uh, extreme northern Indiana, north of Fort Wayne. Were you always in Henry County, living living here no. for these, uh, or did you kind of move no, around with the districts? Well, uh, for all the administration, I lived in Henry County. So for 32 years, I've lived in Henry County. So uh, I know some of the uh, candidates say I've lived all my life in Henry County. Well, I've lived 32 years of my adult life in Henry County. So which you're, is you're like than, me. You're new here. I've only been here for 20-something. Yeah. And... Uh, for some reason, I guess living here all your life since birth is supposed to be something special, but uh, above and beyond somebody who's lived it here is, only 30, 32 years. I think we should all, you and I are running the same race. I think we should all release our long-form birth certificates to I, show where I, we're from. I, yeah. Yes, like I, racial medal. I have here my 2005 <laughs> Donald Trump. 
<laughs> I'm calling for it now. I want long-form birth certificates from every candidate running in the first district race by noon tomorrow. We have a, we have two outsiders. I'm not sure that I can I can publicly endorse either one of you. <laughs> uh, you can't vote for us anyway. You have to live. Yeah, that's right. You have to move across the street. Hey, I can go stay in Zach's literally. camper. So this literally is a, across the street is yeah. a District One where you can vote for one, yep. but Re- not here. Residency will state. be up to me then. Unless your name is yeah. Charlie White, residency is a state of mind. Yeah, well, Cade but, is a Cade's a voter in the district. Yep. He lives out in the All Westwood right. area. Well, Decision. I think we're actually kind of neighbors. Really? I live right around the corner, I think. Okay. You live out on 50? 50 North. Yeah. yeah. I, I live just back on 75 West. Well, my farm is on 75 okay. West. I live yeah. just south of Westwood School on Greensboro Pike. Okay. Yeah, you're close. But, yep. We recycle out there at Westwood, though. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of recycling. I'm, you're I'm, very I'm green, all huh? for green. Yeah. Except yeah, for one thing. You're I, all about green. I'm green, I'm, too. I'm as 100% long as it's not the, green it, except for one thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm green except for one. Uh, except for one thing, I am a hundred percent for renewables. Oh, and I won't tell you what it is. Oh, I think we know here. We'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of time. Plenty of time. I'm pro farmers. That. Are you? I grew up on a farm. I, we didn't go that far back. I grew up on a little farm, and my dad was an organic farmer. He was just fifty years ahead of his time. You granola? Oh, he, he would have been rich today. But everybody else made fun of him. They were putting porn chemicals on. He used chicken manure. It was dried chicken manure. They brought it up from Georgia. Uh, three farmers in Montgomery well, County used it. He wasn't smart enough to find chickens that lived here? Uh, no. No. I mean, <laughs> we're talking tons of dried chicken manure in 50-pound bags. Uh, oh, man. So there's not enough chickens in Montgomery County to have to have done three farms worth. But, no, I really believe if uh, he were an organic farmer in 2018 – he would make a living on just the 200 acres they had over there. He wouldn't have to have 1,000 acres. Mm-hmm. So you spent all this time as an administrator, and you, fin- uh, you finished up your career in Newcastle. Or are you finishing your career? You're in your final year now? You're, right, you got, like, tri- senioritis now. Yeah, pretty much. I went from try to three years at uh, Union as their principal. Very small school. I just read that they're going to continue one more year. They're very small up in Randolph County. Well, also Stony Creek Township goes into Union. Yeah, we've heard we've heard Union was potentially going to merge with another school corporation or yeah. something was going to happen. I don't know. I, I don't know where that story's at, if they're going to merge with Blue River. I know they've lost a lot of kids to Muncie South. Yeah, they, they're very small. It's a nice school, but they, they it's hard to keep the offerings and the curriculum there. It's hard to just... It's just hard to operate financially with that few students because it's all contingent upon enrollment. Every school is contingent upon enrollment because that's where the money comes from so much per student. So they, it, they have to be struggling. This is a good school. I was there three years, and then the last 21 years I've been associate principal uh, at Tri. We have three administrators, and I'm kind of second in command. So do you have a list of students that you liked and didn't like that you can share with us? People that have moved on to big things that you said, this kid's never going to be a damn thing in this world. Like Cade? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But now they're they're successful, and you're like, well, I called that one wrong. Lots. We won't mention names. I'll have to say one of the things that keeps me going is uh, success stories. I mean, they they come back on occasion. I I, I left the – I went to Ace Hardware before coming here for a magnet that I needed for something, and some three of our kids were going into the store next to it, and – Mr. Gray, how you doing? So, it's uh, we have good students. Uh, yeah, I think we have as good a students as any anyone. I know they get a bad rap, teenagers do, but we we have good students. I just eighty five percent of our discipline comes from fifteen percent of the students that I see fairly often. So they're the ones that spend most of my time with at fifteen percent. Eighty five percent of our students, I'd I'd compare them, put them up against any. Students in any school in the state. Well, yep. Very good. What about uh, Tanner Purdue? <laughs> 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 I 
Tanner's been not, a, not a, guest, a real, guest on here. Not a real familiar. You know, if they're not a familiar name to me, that is really good in my area. <laughs> if you and stay off the radar, name. Tanner, man. Now, oh, Cade, on the other no, I'm, I'm surprised, <laughs> yeah. I knew and, Cade, but it was positive. That's funny. All right. All right. So let's let's talk uh, let's talk politics a little oh, I bit. Figured we'd get time to, to get yeah. into the yeah. to the hard questions. Sure. Hard hitting questions. The gotcha yeah. questions. We've we've put about a seventy five percent on that sheet. Mm-hmm. Why did you run over the turkey with your car? <laughs> I, let's start with that. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Eric, as well as anybody. I told you I put a post up and had uh, Leonard Skinner yeah. in the background of it, you know, Freebird. That's awesome. It just really moved me. It's a sad week for our, our community. <laughs> it was. I know Barbara Bush died, and that's why they lowered the flags to half staff, yeah. but I, I can't believe the mayor didn't call them to go to half staff around here, or the county commissioners. Yeah. I know Kim Cronk's watching right now. Why didn't Kim ask for the the, the flags to go half staff I, at county buildings? I listened to her speak uh, one of these business seminars that came in. I think at the time it was Market Square, so it was a few years back, 15 years back. And Market uh, was Square one, was an arena in Indianapolis before you were born. Probably before you were born. <laughs> they demolished was a long time it, ago. I think it came down in 98. <laughs> but it was one of those Zig Ziglar type yes, things, business. And she was one of the speakers. I don't remember General Schwarzkopf was and probably what football player. But she she put on a good talk uh, back then. So I had to respect her. She was very pro-family. I mean, her family was everything mm-hmm. to her. So, you know, it's a sad day. Oh, of course. Barbara died. Yeah, that was uh, that was a big uh, a big story that we came out last night. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I, most first ladies that they're all universally loved, but she mm-hmm. was uh, she was very important to a lot of people, and um, you know, uh, yeah, it, she was she was excellent. Obviously, the wife of a president, father mm-hmm. of a president, mother father of a president. Man, that would be progressive. Uh, mother of another president and, mm-hmm. and a governor as well. Just yeah. uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, I said that's happened twice in yeah. American history. Yeah. The yeah. Situation over two presidents. Obviously, she did something right. She raised them all right. So uh, let's talk about local government a little okay, bit. Okay, sure. Yep. So what what motivated you, first of all? Just, a lo- you know, this is the first time you've run for office in Henry County, mm-hmm. at least in my knowledge. I've been paying attention to stuff for a while. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, going to retire. I wanted to do something for the community. I wanted to have something to do. Everyone said they're retired. You better have something to do other than just hobbies. But I've got plenty to do around the house, but I wanted to do something to contribute back. I became interested in local politics because of the wind turbines. Uh, I saw a map of leases that went across from our house and saw one was going to go up. Honestly, a year and a half ago, I thought they were good. I looked at them driving up to Chicago, saw them over in Randolph County, saw them in Tipton County, Benton County. And I just kind of looked at them as uh, modern marvels. You know, I thought, wow, those are kind of neat. They're green. Mm-hmm. They're going to save save the planet, and they're going to help with energy, and they're really efficient. And I said, well, the one's going across the road from me. I better read up on it. So I did a year of reading and I just came away with a different opinion entirely I, because of health effects, property values, um, not only human health effects, but on uh, Avery, birds, uh, livestock, um, and, and those kinds of situations, chattel uh, flicker, mostly ear, hearing, inner ear kinds of issues, people not being able to sleep, that actually is research on uh, heart muscle and those kind of things. Uh, tinnitus. My wife already has tinnitus. She has a constant ringing of the ears. And about 30% of the population, if they don't have it, will develop that condition if they're within, you know, half mile to a mile. 
of a wind turbine or two. So I have no doubt that it would be exacerbated if one goes 1,500, 1,600 feet across the road from us. So it's a personal it's a, it's a personal, personal motivation for you it's, where it's, it's going to be in your it's backyard. It's personal. We saved up our entire life. See, we grew up on a farm. Love country living, both of us. She grew sheep and showed them at 4-H. I was 4-H uh, growing up in rural Fountain County. We lived actually our little farm was county line. Part of it was on Fountain County. Part of it was in Montgomery County. Uh, last year, my dad was ill, and my older brother and me, we put out the whole farm. I was I had take off school. I was 17, and he was in college at Purdue, and he was too sick, so we put out the whole farm that year for us, uh, soybeans and corn. Um, had a pretty good yield, so I, I think we put in the right planter plates, so we weren't sure between the soybean <laughs> plates and the corn. I said, this looks good. <laughs> it looks like it's a little, a little bit of pinkish on us. I think it's corn. So we, we lucked out and had a yield. Uh, so we always wanted to get back on the farm. Uh, we had livestock. We had uh, pigs. We had a, one of the first automatic milking dairy operations in west central Indiana. Um, and the bottom went out of milk, and we had to get out that with the beef cattle. And uh, anyway, uh, we always wanted to go back. We lived in uh, married student housing. We lived in Richmond. Um, and we wanted to get back to, and we lived in Newcastle over in the Sunnyside area uh, for about, I don't know, 20 years. So the last 12 years, we, we lived out north of the radio station on 50 North. Okay. So it was personal. I mean, it really was. I, I was all... I was neutral or thought they were a good thing until I did a lot of research, uh, bought books. This is an ecologist from Great Britain, and Great Britain has had wind turbines for two or three decades before America. This is a 2017 book that goes into the fact that uh, they wouldn't exist if it weren't for federal tax subsidies and uh, production tax credits that they would probably all go out of business within a month. So they're subsidized by the federal government. I would think as libertarians, that might be something that would bother you. But yep. it kind of bothers me. I mean, farms started getting federal subsidies about the time we had to sell because, like I said, Dad was an organic farmer. We didn't have enough money to buy more acreage. So we had to end up selling the farm, which is unfortunate. We we always wanted to get back to a small uh, out. Out in the country, so and you, we finally you, got there. <laughs> you answered two questions. We have uh, a we have a bullet point down here on industrial wind turbines, and yeah. the, the first question was, would you support tax abatements because that would be your role no. as a county counselor? No. I mean, obviously not, is what I'm getting. No, from that. I, I wouldn't because they'll go in even without the abatements. I, I 100% believe that right now with the federal government subsidies and the uh, production tax credits, they would make enough profit if the the commissioners. Uh, Agree to a setback that I last heard was between 1,500, 1,600 feet. They had figured out they'll make enough profits and be able to put up enough wind turbines to still go ahead without the abatement. Uh, that was the third question on, on industrial wind turbines. Yeah. Was, so would, you do you do believe that they will still go in yeah. even if the abatements are dead? Yeah, so if, I really do. If the, if the uh, setbacks are what I believe that they're going to be. And you see, I just got into this research a year ago. There's been people fighting this for two, two plus years. And I understand farmers needing money. I understand the county needing money because I think we're millions of dollars in the red from what I hear. And something's got to be done about that. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. But the, the uh, you know, 
since they put the tax caps on on the property taxes, they they have given avenues for you know the local income tax on the mm-hmm. Loyalt and Lit and and those kind of things. And this last time, I I just visited the county jail today, and uh, I wouldn't want my I'm going to say this I wouldn't want my dog staying there. It's uh, it's deplorable. It's not for and they've improved it from what I hear. They've gone in and painted it and but it's not it's not habitable. I wouldn't it's inhumane. Yeah. Uh something's gotta be done. If if person's against doing something with our Henry County jail after visiting it and going into these cells and I was taken into the inner parts of the cells, you know, with mattresses on the floor because it's overcrowded. Uh, there's something wrong with them if they're not in favor of doing something with our county jail. So, so you wouldn't want a human being in there. If, you wouldn't want any of your relatives ever to be put in that jail, even if they deserve to be jailed. You wouldn't want them in our Henry County Jail. Right. I don't think. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a message we've heard from from every candidate that's come through. That you know, there are jails an embarrassment, and it is. Um, I under. I, I guess the question I have uh, talk about the wind. The wind topic you're on. Um, you know, we we opened with. If you're you're a no vote on the abatements, what else can you do from the county council to to be an opponent to that or an opposition? The county council has one seat on the planning commission. You know yeah. that, that you don't have a lot of influence there. Yeah. So what motivates you to say, "Hey, I want to run for county council"? That's the that's the way that I can be a you know a mm-hmm. uh, a part of this process because it, it's that's, it, you know, that's that, correct. That seems to be. I, I know we asked you earlier. you when we were setting this up. That transparency is your number one issue, and we'll talk about that. But this mm-hmm. all this is obviously a very big part of your campaign. Mm-hmm. So, what it's motivates what, you to run for county council? In you know that, how is this? How does this get you to where you want to be? Well, I, I think that you, you have to know something about finances. You have to you know scrutinize and prioritize. You have to look at what's gone on the last five six years to get us in this position, and figure out a way working with people that maybe are more knowledgeable or had more experience to what are the avenues to get us out of this? And like I said, it's not going to be overnight. If we're, let's say, $20 million in the red, we didn't get there overnight. Uh, I think it started probably when Chrysler started going out and you started seeing a downturn and and money's coming in and you had Modern Fold and Metal Dine and Dana and it just, we were so dependent on manufacturing. Uh, we need to get more industry in. We need to get more high-quality uh, jobs in. I don't know if you were at that. I didn't see at the uh, EDC meeting, but they brought a person in that was oversight development at an international level in to speak last night at First Baptist. And uh, he went through what manufacturers basically are looking for, and they lured a micronutrients mm-hmm. out, out there. And he went through what it took. It, you know, it started out with like 50 sites around the country and it went down to 10 and then four and then two, one in Kentucky and Newcastle. And uh, he went through the way they came here. And some of it had to do with the uh, quality job force, uh, transportation. Uh, the EDC committee was more impressive to to them and had how they sold the community. Uh, but Ed Tarantino asked the guy afterwards after he broke up and some people went up and talked to this uh, Mark Williams, uh, who actually is CEO of this very large company in Columbia, South Carolina. 
about industrial wind turbines because he's passionate about that also. And what's your feeling about that? He said, well, I wouldn't want to live next to one. And he probed a little bit more and he said, but good, bad, why, why? And he said, I'll be honest with you. They started out when there was a projection that the energy consumption would continue to increase like it had in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And he said the last five or six years, it's gone flat. Energy consumption has not gone up. And most of the wind turbines and most of these wind farms uh, sit idle. There's not the demand for them. And the other thing about the wind, wind turbines, they're intermittent. The wind doesn't always blow. And you can't store energy. It's it's provided and it's used simultaneously. It's not right. like water or hydroelectric. You, you can and turn it's on very the tap. Difficult, or... <laughs> it's very difficult to regulate it. Right. So that's uh, we we can store it, but it is very very expensive to store it. Right. And uh, this is what I do. This is, this is that working in the uh, the electrical industry yes. is my is but, my job. But if the but wind doesn't blow, you have to have the the. Uh, uh, coal, and you have yeah, to have the, the gas, yeah. and you have to have the hydroelectrics have to back it up. If, yep. So it's very inefficient in the net system of electricity being provided down the grid. You have to have a backup. So when people say it's green energy because it's saving net uh, either fossil fuels, that's that's a misnomer. Plus it takes uh, t- tons of coal, coke, to make steel because there's so many tons of iron that goes into the tower, maybe not right. the blades, but the tower and then the cell and all those kinds of things and the generator that's inside of it, not to mention the concrete that's made because the concrete basis, I mean, it goes like 15, 20 feet into the ground. And when yeah, the decommissions it, they, all they have to do is take off the top eight feet. Mm-hmm. So the rest of that concrete stays in the ground forever. And a lot of these companies go bankrupt. So they might have a nice decommissioning, but if they go bankrupt, if you go out in California, you'll see tens of thousands of these things north of L.A., and maybe 10 percent of them are operating. They're just wind turbine graveyards. The uh, the important thing, if you know, if a commissioner enters into an agreement where one comes in, I think the important thing is to have strong bonds in place where you've, you've prepaid the decommissioning. You've got a bonding company that's yeah. going to carry it, and you need to make sure that you're you're going to be whole so that – if if you do have a project that fails, you know, whether it's, it's the same thing we do with highway projects now, when we build a, a multi, you know, a hundred million dollar highway project, the uh, typically there's a, there's a bond in place for that value. The state of Indiana got some some egg on their face when they tried to build I sixty nine and they had they didn't require a full hundred percent bond, and the state wound up having to get in their pocket because it didn't work out. But generally, if if government is doing their job with those, they've got bonds in place that are going to cover the full decommissioning. Well, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's the case. Uh, I can't say I've I've read some of these agreements. I've I've read some of these actual lease agreements that farmers have signed, and they 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 concern me. I mean, I'm not supposed to get a hold of it, but I got a hold of one. I mean, they're supposed to, they're very secretive. Uh, these people that sign good neighbor agreements, very secretive. You can't say anything negative. You don't have any control over your property. They they can put these things anywhere on their property they want as long as it's distance-wise from whatever the commissioners come up with as far as a setback. It could be on the most prime land of your property that you have. It could be where you want to graze the cattle. Uh, I know there are— On the far, on the leased ground. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, the so good neighbor, obviously, you have to agree for them to be on there, but they're mm-hmm. paying—in theory, they're paying you to be a good neighbor so that you don't complain. So you're going to get some mm-hmm. sort of a— Oh, you a, can't say anything. Right. I mean, once you sign that thing, it's. It, I believe it's a gag order. 
You but really cannot say anything. It's voluntary, right? You're 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 in a voluntary transaction yeah. at that point. Yeah, you better uh, have a good lawyer before you sign any of those. Yeah. The uh, as a libertarian, art the position I've always taken on them is they're subsidized at every level. You know, the government mm-hmm. says you have to have a certain amount of wind in in the in the grid, or wind or solar. Or well, whatever that's it up is. to the states. And Indiana's it's optional. It's a goal. There's right. about 25 states that it's 20 percent or more, and then in the West Coast it's 29 percent in Cal- yeah. in California, and it's 30 percent in uh, in New York. I and, think Hawaii is close to 30 percent. Yeah, as well. and they have the highest utility or electric rates in we the have, country because of those requirements. We have a regional grid, so the Indian you know, the power you mm-hmm. generate at the Duke Energy Station over in Cadiz may not go into your you know go into what gets used in Newcastle, it may end up going into Ohio sure. or Michigan or somewhere Absolutely. else. Same thing here that, you know, mm-hmm. it, the goals, this, 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 uh, this power that could theoretically be generated could end up going to Michigan or sure. some other location. No doubt. Um, so that's, you know, it's generate it, it's subsidized to that level. And then we do this abatement game where mm-hmm. they, you know, the county, the county tries to attract somebody that's going to make a generator, the, the, the transmission, uh, or, you know, the, the, the gearbox Muncie had the Bernivi project that, that failed. Uh, but Delaware County gave some significant discounts and, to that. I know there was talk that the the old before Crown came in, there was talk of a of a wind processing faci- mm-hmm. a wind input facility being put there at that location that never did materialize. Uh, and then these count the counties obviously do these these uh, abatements as well mm-hmm. before the actual construction. So they're subsidized at every level. And on that, that's where I'm like, oh. you know, let's not do that. If, if, if it doesn't stand economically, then I'm not interested in it. And it, it can't. It, it gets propped up. Well, even William Buffett said in, in front of Congress he was trying to sell wind. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, of course, anything he's trying to sell, it's, it's going to be benefit for whatever, Bertrand Halfway, whatever his company is. Yeah, Bertrand Halfway. Yeah, yeah. Berkshire something Hathaway. like that. Warren yeah. Buffett works at Berkshire Halfway. Yeah, but Berkshire. He, he said it. Yeah, Berkshire Halfway. And he said in front of folks. Congress that he uh, – he said, "When when makes zero sense aside from the the abatements and the subsidies." He said, "No one would get into the wind industry." So he's in the wind industry, uh, wind industry uh, solely because of what the federal government is doing to uh, basically pump it up and keep it alive. Uh, and I just I'm I'm for green energy. Uh, I am not for wind because I don't think it's green energy in any way, shape, or form. And the making of what it takes coal to make the the steel. Uh, the fact that uh, we're in a process that we're not needing the energy. I, it's not saying we're never going to need the energy. Um, but we uh, – the environment is so much cleaner than it was when I was growing up, you know, 40 years before you were born. <laughs> Cleveland's – the river in Cleveland's not burning anymore. Right? No, no. I mean, I mean I, I remember Lake Erie, you know, the, no swimming, no fishing – I remember an article in Life magazine. That was way before your time, too. Uh, Printed magazine. They used say, to take the internet and put it in a book and then mail yeah, it to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> way before the internet, saying if we stopped all pollution going into Lake Erie, it'd be 100 years before it would uh, get back to being able to swim in it and fish in it. They did a really good job, uh, EPA or the, the uh, cities, or what, the states, Ohio. It's already uh, been 100 years? No, it's it, it started. <laughs> they started swimming within 20 years, and there's commercial fishing going on. It, it, nature has a way of cleaning itself up yeah. way faster. If, if human beings would get out of the way and quit polluting and putting you know stuff in that shouldn't be put in, you know, it goes back to Rachel Carson and DDT and all that stuff. We've done some nasty things in the past, but we're so much cleaner than what, even coal plants with the scrubbers. I, I remember 
just unbelievable, plant unbelievable black, black stuff billowing out of yeah. all sorts of plants, not just coal. Um, so I, I just remember a time where it was a lot dirtier in this country, and I think the whole industrial revolution was much dirtier growing up with all the factories billowing out stuff uh, and coal mines. I mean, there was no protection. That's why the union started on the UAW. There was no protection, very little uh, safety, very little uh, – very low pavement and those kind of things. I'm off topic, but it does relate to, you know, green versus No, no, you're bad, fine. We go off energy. topic all the time. So well, I didn't notice that in the past. <laughs> the we've, we've talked about the wind issue here, but beyond beyond the abatement side, it's it's basically you're saying it's a soapbox for you as a, as a council candidate it, or as a councilman. Yeah. You can speak on it and be a county official, but I— there, it's commissioners. Uh, yeah, it's it's really the commissioners. So are you, are you running for county commissioner in two years? I not not that I have any plans of it. <laughs> let, let's one uh, hurt all the time. <laughs> You're my opponent, and Adams my opponent, and Pat French might be my opponent in November, depending on how May goes. Let's let's or yeah, we'll see. Yeah, eh, you never know. It's, you never know. It, it it I I always you know I'm obviously I, I think I'm a qualified candidate and I'm running I'm running for a reason, but. Everybody has to interview for their job. You know, sure. two, four years ago when I ran for the seat, uh, I was the only guy. You know, I was the only guy. If I hadn't run, uh, you know, Dick would have been reelected and hadn't didn't have to do anything. I, I outspent him fifty dollars to zero, and he, you know, he still kicked my ass. But you know, it is well, what he, it is. He told a friend of mine that if he would quit running if he ever had to spend any money for a campaign, I said, yeah. "Must be nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'm not in that position. The, the campaign finance forms are due uh, due here on the on Friday. So. Yeah, 14, I thought they was 14. I thought they were due last Saturday. I think it's the end of the uh, reporting period. Uh, you got till Friday. He's to ahead of schedule. Yeah. Mine's, yeah. Mine's, mine's, in. mine's in. There you go. How much? How'd you do? How much did you raise? How much did you spend? Let's go. Not not a whole lot. I probably uh, you had Butch Baker on here. Yeah. A few weeks ago, and he said his first run, because he had a lot of competition, first time for sheriff, he put mm-hmm. $10,000 in. I'm about 120th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a shoestring budget, let me tell you. It's the way it goes. Uh, coming from a libertarian campaign, we ran a governor's race on about 25 grand. So I understand yeah, how it yeah, goes. That's unheard of. Yeah. we uh, You got to do what you can with what you got. So uh, transparency in local government was your number one issue. When we t- said, hey, what's the, what's the thing? What's that mean to you, and how can, how do you want to improve it as a councilman? Well, when I first got into this, I really – a ton of people started telling me that they did not know uh, about wind. Uh, the meetings weren't either taped or they're not recorded or they're not videotaped or – and you just really had to dig to find anything out. That I'll give the example of wind because that was one of the passion things that got me to put my name in the till – uh, most people did not know how far along it was until it was pretty far along. And uh, they they were not happy about that because they after they did their research before I did my research. I mean, they started researching. And, and so this is going to affect the health and safety and property values and aesthetic viewscape and all those kind of things in the county. And we had no idea because all I have to do is, uh, what, one publication? I you know, it, I don't think they have to do the Courier Times and the Knightstown Banner and the Middletown yeah. News. They, all they have to do the law is you need uh, one one county one county newspaper basically. And usually it's in into. that fine print and the legal. And unless you're 
are trying to bid on something, your business trying to bid on or a share sale and you're after a you know cheap property or whatever, most people don't read those those notices. Uh, you might say, well, they could and they should, but they did not know that the wind was this far along until it was pretty darn far along. That part's, that, that, that part's the frustrating part to me when it comes to folks saying, hey, I had no idea because there there are – the courier shows up at all these meetings and they run, there are stories mm-hmm. there. I mean, wind was, you know, for, I was, it was probably 2005, 2006 that we saw that Northeastern Henry County was a targeted area. And there were three, there were two or three active projects. The, the project down in, mm-hmm. um, in, in the Southern part of the County seemed mm-hmm. like generally people were excited in the mm-hmm. economic development corporation. And the, uh, planning commission was was fully supportive and things sailed through and then mm-hmm. the, the project in the Northern part of the County, it seems like that kind of woke people up for uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that I, you know, I, I personally, once again, you know, I said there were, there was a meeting probably in Knightstown five years ago when they first started talking about the Southern district. And I showed up at that meeting and attended it and said, you know, it's subsidized at every level and I don't support that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I, I, I learned about that one through the courier times and the local media. And there were people that were there. The, I, I just, I'm shocked at people that say, well, nobody told me how, how does, uh, they how have do us people, now. yeah, they, well, of course they have all <laughs> liberty, but how do people not pay attention? I, I just don't understand how they're not plugged in enough to at least have an idea of what county government. Well, doing. I can speak for myself. I didn't, I did not know. I was uneducated here. I am an educator. I was not educated. I was not, I was neutral until I saw it going across and I did some research. And the problem is the research that is against the, the, the health the livestock, the birds, the property values. Wind turbines haven't been around forever. Uh, most of this research started coming out in Europe and Australia, where they, and maybe California, um, and more recently Canada, where they had been uh, pretty liberally installed a couple decades ago. Uh, you know, doctors like uh, Nina Pierpoint in Ontario, she started having patients come in. She's a pediatrician and an M- MD. With these same symptoms, mostly relating to inner ear and sleeplessness and dizziness and and uh, grouchiness because of lack of sleep and all this thing, and she started seeing a pattern. And then people started researching and start documenting and and putting out you know articles on this. Like, and a lot of that hadn't come out until the last five years, to be quite honest with you. Um, so I, I think when people started hearing about it and started researching it, then they became more alarmed. And I'm not sure. The people that are focused, it seems to me, mostly on the money, are taking seriously those bad side effects that I think are scientifically proven and medically proven now. I, I think because these wind companies go into uh, communities that are cash-strapped, Henry County, with these manufacturers leaving, are needing money. I mean, we, you know, it's awfully appealing uh, we're talking millions of dollars being pumped into this community. I just hope and pray we can find a different way to get monies into this than that. There has to be a way that doesn't have all the, the negative side effects on, on people and animals and, and landscape and all those kinds of things that so, we can generate money in a more positive way. That's not supported by the federal government. So what are two things that we can do for transparency in the local government? Well, uh, recording. You know, like you did at the, the park meeting the other night, I think it doesn't cost that much to, to put in some equipment that you're recording. I mean, we have that in our board meetings in Newcastle schools. You know, it goes over the Internet, and uh, it, it doesn't take 
tens or twenty, thirty thousand uh, dollars to do those kind of things and record them and play them back, have them available on the internet. Uh, uh, yeah, with without our, I mean, just the two of us without our microphone, we have about twelve hundred dollars wrapped yeah. up in the equipment yeah. that we take there. Yeah, you have good equipment. I think you are bass boosted. I think you put up treble on mine. I would like to be making trainer here and have a little bit more bass. You know? He's all you about got, that you, bass. You, I'm all about that bass. You guys, you guys. I well, think I think you have the equalizer all, all bass over there because it's all it's all neutral. It's just it's pure talent. Yeah, if you say I mean, so. We pay for the microphones. So we set them the way we want. That's them. right. Yeah. You make me sound like go, Tiny Tim. Go all Ronald Reagan. Yeah, wait till we go to post production. <laughs> yeah. Ken, Ken and Grace, six inches tall. Everybody, Mickey Mouse. He's got, tiny, he's got tiny hands. Trump said he had tiny hands. Yes, and he ran over Eric with the Buick. Yeah. All right. Meeting times. Is the 3 o'clock once a month the oh, right thing to terrible. do? Where should that be? I, I have to take off work to go to those. I think most yeah. people. I, well, you're going to be retired. You're not going to well, have I, that I know, problem but anymore. I, I'm sure other people have that problem. I get off work at 3, at three o'clock. Yeah. So. I, I, I think. I think as far as time, the commissioner meetings, you know, 6, 630 makes more sense. People get home, have a chance to get a bite to eat, and go there. I, I don't. I do not like three thirty for the council meetings. So even if it's a different day, you'd say six o'clock, six thirty, and yeah. make the commissioner sure come the back a second time. Yeah. So you would. Uh, you'd be right on board with it. Our friend Clay Morgan every year as he uh, puts that forward a meeting change. Yeah, maybe he does. I haven't been following the, the that until I got into. I've been yeah. to several meetings since, but yeah, I would be for moving it to. Uh, at least five, five thirty-six. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's silly to have it at yeah. three thirty. More people, it'd be more transparent. More people could attend after normal business hours, at least. Absolutely. So people have yeah. time to get home from work yeah. and that take would, care of what they need to take care of. And right. I think yeah. six would make sense, the most sense. At yeah. least. I I so, think that's one avenue. So you said that your third highest that your we asked you what your top what your top three mm-hmm. priorities were, and you said transparency in government, inter, uh, industrial wind turbines, mm-hmm. and number three was a prioritization with limited funding. So the, the the things in our county, we I mean obviously we don't have a lot of money coming in our county. We've been talking about that. But uh what areas of the county uh, what areas are we spending where you would like to see less or maybe what areas need more? Yeah. What what are your what are your thoughts whenever you say right. that? I, I've been studying that a little bit. I that's one of those things I think once you're in and you're seeing how things operate and you're uh get your feet wet in the system, you'll have a little bit better feel than what I see are numbers on paper, but I don't have all the context to those numbers on paper. Mm-hmm. Even though I've talked to several people and some commissioners, I'm, I'm not I'm a quick study, but I'm not there yet because I've only put my name in about two and a half months ago. Uh, I think roads, everyone thinks we could do better with roads. Uh, I think the gas tax increase should help us out. I think somebody said we'd be getting million something more because of just the increase in the gas tax that the uh, legislature passed last year, 2017. That'll help. Uh, this last session, 2018, uh, there's a House bill I was reading that's 1263. That'll help uh, local uh, counties support uh, jails, uh, replacement of jails, improvement of jails, uh, tearing down jails, um, and it allows counties to impose a 0.01% to a 0.2%, um, which would bring in, and with a maximum of 20 years, 
And I think that definitely should be looked at because uh, if anyone would not be in favor of maybe a 0.1%, right now we tax at the middle. I, I looked that up. We're 45 out of 92 counties. We're smack in the middle. We don't overtax. We don't undertax. Now, people would disagree with that, that we, we overtax. Everyone would disagree with that we, you know, our taxes are too high. I understand that. The rent is too damn high, man. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking of, of rent, you know, I talked to uh, Butch Baker last night at the – no, it was Rick McCorkle. I've spoken to both of them, actually. All the sheriffs. But yeah, I've spoken to all of them. I, I haven't talked to Kim lately, but you said he's listening, so he'll... He, he was watching he, at one point. I don't know if he, he's still watching. Yeah, People he, come and go, but we can see him yeah, pop in for a he, second. <laughs> he got yeah. tired of my wind turbines spiel, I'm sure, <laughs> my soapbox. But anyway, well, I That's okay. To he can McC- face you for two, in two years when <laughs> yeah, you're running for county commission. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's get past <laughs> May 8th first. Uh, at any rate, Rick McCorkle said one of the things that kind of hit home to me. He said that uh, they pay twenty four thousand a year rent for that Mariana building for their offices and the sheriff's department. Well, that's a brand new lease. Yeah. Well, at any rate, if we were to tap the monies that are now available through that House Bill twelve sixty three, which after the visit yeah. to the jail today, I think is imperative. It has to be a priority. Um, and I, you know, I, even though they allow like a 0.2% tax for jails, I would say be looking at a 0.1. So it's not an overburden on, yeah, the, on so the taxpayers. I, I looked at the, the House Bill 1263, you're right, is it does deal with county jails. Um, it passed through the House and the Senate both, um, and it does allow counties to adopt a 0.1 or 0.2% mm-hmm. tax for to go directly to the rehabilitation or building a new correctional mm-hmm. facility. The state legislature has a real, real good knack for loading the gun, putting it in the hands of the county council, and then letting them pull yeah. the trigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes the heat off of, off the state level. Yep. But ever since they put that, you know, that tax cap in the constitution, um, of course that affects the the tax rate, but it doesn't affect the valuation. Ours went up ten percent. I mean, we got a second mortgage, we refinanced, and they appraised our house for a lot more what it was probably worth. Well, you made the mistake of giving the county your appraisal. That's that's confidential information. <laughs> yeah. I live in a three-room shack down in White Estates that, that doesn't even have uh, have have good sewers. I was given uh, the council, city councilman. Uh, oh man, we haven't mentioned Darren Jokip yet today, so we'll mention him now. But we have, yeah, I, I, uh, I noticed city he comes up on every, every, every episode. Yeah, we have to. I saw him today at the barber shop. He, uh, he was at the UDC last night. Too. Yeah, he gets around, man. Anyway, he, he our does. token socialist. But uh, I was given hell to uh, City Councilman Aaron Dickin this morning because I got my sewer bill and I used two units of water, the tiniest I've ever used. Still a fifty dollars sewer bill, yeah. and they're going to raise it yeah. next year in January. Yeah. And I'm going to have the special white estate surcharge. Yeah, so I'm going to have like a hundred and fifty dollars sewer bill. Two bucks, man. Just don't get an annex out there. Uh, because we like low taxes, man. If, uh, if we get, if we, the You're five paying houses that away, now. no, if I get f- five houses away, the taxes are about two and a half times what they are living in the County. And I, I bet get, they're not mine. I, would, <laughs> I, I, I live in rural, <laughs> I live, uh, in, the county. I live in, in Henry Township, not in the city, thankfully, but, uh, yeah, yeah. who knows? Who knows what else you're going to live next to out there? I mean, uh, that's another thing, man. Yeah, you're going to ask me about we, the 143 acres, right? Light industrial I, over over there in, in Henry Township. But should we? How do we stop I, this I, progress? I, I like I like uh, Keith Pritchett. I like him a lot. He's uh, he's an entrepreneur, and he's he's doing. I saw him out there this past Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. And nobody knows. It's okay. No, Either it's, way. it's Saturday. 
You sure? Came, yeah, I came back from You're Dayton. Under oath. I came back from Dayton. Put your hand on the Bible and tell me what your name was. I won't tell you what my platform is, but I swear that uh, it was Saturday after we came back from Dayton in the, in the Air Force Museum, which is wonderful. Uh, you couldn't visit the Air Force Museum that's in Indiana. You had to go to Ohio. No, the, the one in, well, I had to go to the Dayton Airport and pick up a camera that I left there. <laughs> that's another story. You have to read my. You have to read this and you have to go read, to the read all about Ken and Gray for the camera HC I Council. left in Atlanta Airport, and somehow the Delta miraculously found it. Oh and gosh. I went back to Dayton Airport to pick it up, and we went to the Air Force Museum. But somewhere along the line, we got back, and I somebody helped me put up a sign down on 103 South. And I came back, and Keith was out there dredging the ditch deeper so that all the complaints uh, that apparently – I don't know if you were at that uh, commissioner's meeting that uh, the watershed on that property, half of it goes down to uh, – uh, some go to the Blue Fall, River. Some, goes some to Fall Creek. Goes to Flat Creek. It's like the uh, the, the dividing line of the, yeah. the two hemispheres. Ha- yeah, half of that some of property goes to Columbus and some goes to Shelbyville. Goes through White Estates yeah. and then it ends up over in the Blue River. And half of it goes. It's Elliott Run. That's the one yes. we pollute from my neighborhood. Yeah, it's absolutely right, yeah. and probably wouldn't if you got annexed. But at any rate, no, no. The mayor's going to raise my taxes without even me living in the city. You might as well just bite it's the bullet and without get representation. Annexed. I don't yes. even have a city councilman to complain that to. Sounds like a true libertarian. But anyway, he was out oh, there. Oh, I'm true. He, yes, I, I very I, real. I, I, I know. I've heard you. <laughs> but, but at any rate, I, I, taxation that, is theft, sir. Yeah, it's without representation is treason. I've heard all that. And we listen. Yeah, Patrick Henry. That came up at the. Yeah. Let's let's put something out there. Patrick Henry out out the park. Yeah. I mean, it's what the county's named after. Give me liberty or give me death. So but anyway, Keith was out there dredging deeper. Some of the uh, ditches going in, what they said was not taking the rain when we had the four or five inches of rain. So I, I think he's a good steward. I think he means well. We do need property to expand. Uh, we need something to replace. Uh, uh, we're not going to ever get another Chrysler, I don't think. We're not going to get the Honda plant at Greensburg. But uh, I did hear that uh, two things that are positive in the area. I heard that we're getting a multi-movie cinema plex out there by the Y. Uh, you're not you're not in favor of saving the castle. How dare you? Uh, castle, if they <laughs> compete, I'm all for them saving the castle. That'd be great. If they compete, I think that was... I think the odds are maybe not great, but I, they'd have to do some remodeling to compete against stereo and the stadium yeah. seating and all that. Yeah. It's it's ran its course. I remember when they had five movie theaters, and I, I wasn't around when they had five movie theaters. But I saw a picture where they had five. You see it in the castle. You see that picture over there by the yeah, men's yeah, restroom. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're they talking had about. Five now. theaters on that map back in the 40s or 50s. Five yeah. movie theaters That's in nuts. this town. So, at any rate, the other good news is that Crown is going to make their worldwide headquarters or their national headquarters in Newcastle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. one of the things at the EDC. Cool. They, I know they interviewed our principal, uh, the executives. When they, they were interviewing for schools. They want to know which schools, in case they move here, the head cheese honcho. They were interviewing multiple schools around the area to, I don't for think, their kids. I really don't think this community is far from having some actual housing development come in, so, to, from having some stick-built, nice developments. Uh, I hope so. I think the time is uh, – I don't think we're far. I think we're probably one more – Exit strong. Well, no, one more strong uh, industrial. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to create the demand. The house, the house values have been going up significantly, and home, mm-hmm. nicer oh, yeah. homes are not nuts. staying on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my assessed valuation is. Oh well, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get to decide. If
if you're on the council, man, you get to decide how much of a raping we all have to take yeah. on the on the on the property taxes. Yeah, uh, and there's right. there's some real decisions to be made. Yeah. Um, well, right. I, I am a fiscal conservative, but I, I also see there's there's needs, which, not look, just the jail. But there's... tell me, tell me which of the taxes you would lower then as a fiscal conservative, sir? Well, like I said, there's we're 1.5 total taxation, and it's right smack in the middle uh, of counties in the state. I I don't know one of one of the things that we're paying for is uh, what's it called tax reduction. Uh, there's another name for it. Tax. Yeah, your property taxes. We, we somehow through the economic development group, they 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 redistribute some money magically, and then you get some relief on your property taxes. Yeah, uh, I don't know, know the name of it. It's I a tax. It's tax could, relief of some kind. It's not a high percentage though, and I'm sure the powers to be at the time thought this was a, a good way. I'm not saying it's good or bad. That's one of those things. I think when you get into government. And you have a chance to really study, as I said, the context. I, I'm seeing lots of numbers, and I don't know what went into those numbers quite yet. But I, I, over time, I think within six months, I'd have a pretty good grasp of that. But I, right. I honestly don't right now to be able to tell you that. I can tell you from my time serving on the park board, uh, mo- the most frustrating experience of my life, by the way, serving on the Henry County Memorial Park Board. I could tell that the other night. It was. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not easy. No. Um, very very frustrating. But seventy five percent of your budget is is headcount. Yeah, and a lot of it's legacy headcount, mm-hmm. and the county struggles with that. And mm-hmm. we've made you know we've made commitments to people that we need to find a way to to deal with them long term. You know we, we've made commitments, but we've got we've got to find a way to get our costs in the current year uh, from the business side. Well, you said we had the same budget at Park that we did back in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 90s, it, yeah. It, and and but your cost, who does you know, that? Yeah. <laughs> But we don't have the income because we don't have the Chrysler and we don't have the modern fold. We don't have all those kinds of things, even metal dime. And the Umbaugh report says that our 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 park budget is going to drop because of the way that the you know the park budget is designed by the state. The health departments and the park parks departments are going to take a hit. Um, and in the future, you know, the future of that park is very much in doubt. Mm-hmm. Is if it's a county park and how. How do you actually pay for you know to have any employees at all? How do you pay for the maintenance out there? And then you know you got a three hundred acre park with a four hundred thousand dollar budget and a you know a superintendent that's out there and a, a couple of people and you've got a lot of mowing to do. You've got a lot of mm-hmm. a, a lot of utilities. Um, get people do it free gratis, and most people won't. Take some very special people to make that happen. It would take very special people to make that happen. My understanding from the other night is that came. Really close to being a state park back in the day. Uh, there are some people. I, I don't know how if there was actually ever an offer on the table, but it was you know in the forties. I think it was a, it was definitely a gem of the state, and some people talked about wanting it to be a state park. And yeah. I'm not. I'm just not sure now. It's considered a gem, and it's probably because the the budget's stagnant in the last twenty five years. I mean, if you're going to have it a gem, you're going to have to put some monies into it. Some parts are a gem. The Saddle Club is phenomenal. It's a it's a mm-hmm. absolutely top notch facility, uh, yeah. but that's not controlled by the Memorial Park board. No, no. Um, and, and I think there's going to be some wife, Butch and his wife uh, pretty much kind of. Well, Rebecca Baker is the uh, the president of the Saddle Club. Yeah. So, but Nancy Dietz was involved with it. Casey Gideon was involved with it. Yeah. Uh, the late uh, uh, John Jordan was out there for a long time. It's, there have been a number of different people that have uh, that have led that in in their groups. But it's a five hundred one c three independent organization. We bought our land from Dietz. He's a nice guy. The the uh, plumbing. Yep. Plumbing. Uh, electric. Yeah. Electric. Yeah. Yes, electric Dietz out on west of thirty eight west of uh, whatever. So the, the jail, we, we 
we'll circle back to that real quick, and then we're probably running out of time or running up on the oh time. Oh, my. Uh, it goes quick, doesn't it? It does go very quick. Ed, Ed told me it went quick. With no commercial breaks, Dakota. we no got to start, start yeah, selling We some, have to start doing Well, that. your first 15 minutes of selling this. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> yeah, see that? Yeah, look at all the signs, the yeah, green, the green gray. See this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, green. So <laughs> the, the, the county's going to have a, uh, a proposal come back from the uh, a, a study. We've paid for another yet another study I, uh, I, I, on, the, on the jail, and I, they're going to tell us we need a new jail. Yeah. So what do we do to buy a new jail? You, uh, the, well, the, 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 I, I guess we, we raise the income taxes? Well, that's going to have to be part of it. I mean, the, you have to prioritize, but that is a sad, sad black mark on the community. And it is un, uninhabitable. Uh, the gentleman showed me around uh, Bachover, very nice gentleman, um, well-respected. I mean, even the inmates were, you could tell he developed rapport with some of the inmates. Uh, they'd put a lot of improvements. He said you should have seen this two years ago. But even with those improvements that he alluded to, uh, it's got to be a priority. Whatever it takes, it has to be a priority. Um, I know we've been sued over, but he said every county's been sued over. But uh, Lawrenceburg's built a new one, like $9 million or something like that. They added on to the other. They own the property across the street. The mayor has said they would close that one street, whatever it is, 12th Street, that one block, and be able to maybe add on, add a new two-story. I I think they can do that within the context of maybe half of that local provision and then at 1263, we don't have to go for the full 0.2%. Well, not yet, but once you commit that tax in place, then – the, the guy after you will be like, oh, well, you need more. We got to go. We got to double it now. Yeah, but when I'm commissioner, that won't happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you won't be in charge of the tax rates then. It'll be the next schlub that comes along no, and he I, raises I, the taxes. That could, that could be you. Well, you never, well not, I won't be the guy raising the taxes. In 1988, <laughs> we put in this stupid food, this food and beverage tax that paid, that. That paid for, that paid for the, the, the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And then about five years ago, they realized we're still collecting the money, but we paid for the damn thing. So we got a bunch of money. Yeah. So we never got rid of the tax. We spent the money, uh-huh. and we bought it. We built Ivy Tech, uh-huh. and then we keep spending the money. Uh-huh. And now every time we award this money, we cause these doughboy fights out at Memorial Park <laughs> where we've got a little bit of money, and everybody gets pissed about how we're going to spend it. Yep. Yeah. It's politics. So it's on a, the jail, when they walked you through, did they give you any numbers as far as the overcrowding, what the majority yeah, of it's, people— Yeah, it's right now about twice what it was built for. Yeah. It was one of the last linear. Mm-hmm. He said it was out of date when it was built in the late 70s, near 80. Uh, one of the very last linear. They, they do pods now. Yeah. And it, it was out of date before they ever opened it. Yeah. I wasn't here at the time. I don't know what the history that went into it, but it, it's it's overcrowded. And they moved uh, as a transitional one across at a building across the street from it that those that are trying to transition back mm-hmm. into regular, um, back in the neighborhoods and back on the streets. Yep. It's a little bit better conditions. So they've split it up about 80 and uh, – 90 or something like that, but yeah. it was built for 78. We had a question earlier from Mr. Tom Norris. Uh, he yeah. was asking about drug abuse. How much do you think local Oh, I well, he, I asked that question. In fact, I'm glad you brought it up. I asked that question. I said, what percentage of those that are incarcerated has something to do with, with drugs? And, and one person told me 90%. Wow. So it's and it's not just here. I mean, I, yeah. I, we see a little carryover into the schools. I mean, it's it's a microcosm of the community. You see it in the jails. People get addicted. So mental health and drug addiction, I, you know, at the top, I, it's not my field, but it's something that we 
somehow the community has to invest in. I know the Hope Community uh, Initiative has been involved in that. I know there's talk at the county level. There's talk at the city level. It's just a hard one to wrap your head around. Yeah. But it has to be a priority. I mean, if 90 yep. percent of our jail incarceration rate relates somehow uh, – I love this, by the way. Uh, I saw the lemons in your glass. I was so, so apropos. Well, you sound like, sound like Tanner Purdue. Those are limes. Oh, they're yeah. limes. I don't know. I don't put them in there. I don't ask for them in restaurants in my tea either. I said, no, hold those because I said they reuse them from glass to glass. I said, no citrus. I think it was on 60 Minutes or something yeah. like, you know, uh, Legion right. Airlines. We yes. have uh, one more question here, and this is from Kirsten Cronk, and she's one of our Patreon subscribers. She goes straight to the front of the line. Yeah. Patreon she, uh, buys your way That's in. how it buys, works. Buys you can buy your way in. That's uh-huh. true politics. She, uh, <laughs> She wants to know the the thought process behind your behind your the Facebook polls that you do, uh, and if those are going to have oh, any totally, influence totally on your. Totally, my warped mind. By the way, her, full no. disclosure: her mother in law is also one of our opponents. She's she's uh, Pat's uh, Pat's daughter in law. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's neat. Well, it's a I, small town, man. They're, they're the kinds of things that I would want to know, or my family would want to know, or when I do these meet and greets, people ask me about. One was like a ride to the polls. You know, would you need a ride to the pole? And there's not been, I mean, it's not totally unsightly. Will you pick me up at my house in November and take me for a ride? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Only if you vote for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll vote for you. Yeah, yeah. You guys can trade trade votes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Donna Moss on the West Wing. I accidentally voted for the other guy. Yeah. We'll cross each other off at the ballot, voting for each other. Uh, no, it's just off the top of my head things that I think I – mean, it came up at a, a campaign meeting that we had – I had with Ed the other night that uh, I think it would be nice if we offered people a ride to the polls. We can't promise them, but we would try. As of last night – I haven't looked at it today. As of last night, I think there were like one or two people that said, yes, give me a number to call. And uh, I think that would be kind of a nice uh, easy service. Yeah, are those, it's, I think uh, it's, are the, the questions that you ask are your polls, are those going to help – influence you if you do make it to the council uh they're not scientific they just are they're kind of a pulse they're kind of a litmus test right not not a whole lot but you know i don't discount them i wouldn't put them on there if i wasn't interested you ever watch the movie uh, on winston churchill i watched that on my 11 hour flight back from rome two weeks ago very Uh, good you know i don't think so i don't think i've seen watch that the audience should watch that when he got out of his uh Chauffeur lim, uh, limousine, and they couldn't find him for about six hours, and everybody, the whole country, was worried. This is as they're about to be bombed by by Hitler. He's about to go on the air that night, saying that he was going to go in the negotiations with Hitler, uh, Chamberlain, and everybody else on the in the Parliament, and the King was saying, "We can't win this. You need to basically negotiate with with Adolf Hitler." He went off and went into the subway and, and started talking to the actual people. He only talked to maybe 30 or 40. He went back that night and rewrote his speech and based on what those people on the subway said, which was, should we negotiate with Adolf Hitler? And they started singing, never, and it echoed down the whole subway, never, never. And he changed his speech to never and got the whole parliament behind him and the whole uh, British people behind him. And uh, it probably was a change in how the war might have turned out. Because uh, Chamberlain was always for negotiating, and uh, there was no negotiating with Adolf Hitler. We definitely have different styles in in our county government. We have people that you know, uh, you, Kim's style is he will talk and listen and listen and listen and listen to the point where it annoys everybody in the county because 
you don't know where Kim stands on something. <laughs> and then you have other people that say, this is, this is what I am and this is what I believe. And, you know, this, uh, they're not really going to change. How do you see yourself if you're on the county council? Do you have certain positions there that, you know, this is what you can expect from me and this is what it is? Or are yeah. you going to be I think listening like, yeah. listening, and, I, and, and kind of making a decision at the last minute? No, I think you go on my Facebook page. I will tell you what I think on these different topics. And I've had people recommend to me who's in politics, don't take a stand on the doughboy. Don't take a stand on whatever. Don't take a stand. And if I talk to people and I myself can uh, rationally believe this is possible or is it's, it's doable – I'll take a stand. I, I want people to know where you stand. I know of other candidates that will not take a stand on the turbines, turbines, and I think they should. I think they should take a stand on the jail. I think they should take a stand on the doughboy. Yeah, they're I'm all they're all important issues that. in our in our county. Yeah. Now people. the doughboy is more of an emotional issue for a lot of veterans, mm-hmm. and that's what swayed me to just take a stand on it. But I think, like I said earlier, ninety percent of everything else they're finding out there and all the work they've done, I'm a hundred percent for. Everything that they're planning out there, I just have respect for the veterans and the war yep. mothers and those who have spoken up against it that they can come up with something else and, and maybe a compromise because there's too much emotion behind that one topic. Anything else for uh, for him on the uh, platform side, guys? Yeah, that uh, that we've skipped out on, or or we we, we satisfactorily asked all of our questions so we can make an I'm, informed decision in May. I'm good. Yep. All right. Well, if that's the case, then we're probably at final thoughts. So this is the time for your shameless plug, sir. How, how do people give you more money? How do people volunteer for your campaign? How do they put out signs? How do they help your campaign? Who is your campaign manager? How do they how do they help those guys? I'm my campaign manager, me and my wife. We are on a shoestring budget. I said about one-twentieth of what Butch Baker <laughs> said he spent the first year in. Gary Rogers is uh, Dickerson uh, Accounting on South 17th. Uh, Indiana and South 17th is my uh, treasurer. As is some other candidates that he's doing that for. Good, good guy. He and his wife. Um, the other movie I would suggest is uh, probably Aaron Brockovich. Look at that scene where she gets up and talks to the opposing uh, lawyers from the company that polluted the uh, the town of Hinckley. Uh, that's where I'm at. At the wind turbines. All right. Yeah. YouTube it. It's on there. Aaron okay. Brockovich is. Yeah. Man. Yeah, low that, standards that now. You don't have to. Up. You don't I mean, have to. You don't have to pay to yeah, buy it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberts, Julie Roberts. Yes, that's right. It's a good scene. It's PG thirteen the language, but it's kind of where I stand on. Well, I mean, if you're passionate about something, you can go rated R. We're okay. We yeah, call ourselves yeah. PG eighteen around here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So follow uh, follow you at uh, Ken and Ken and Gray yeah, Ken and Gray on uh, on the Twitter. Yep. Uh, Facebook page, yep. and uh, you can mail checks in if uh, if you're if you're still raising money. I am. No I matter know, what, you got to be raising money. But you got to be raising money. You know, I'd like candidate. to have money for the uh, maybe the newspapers that last week because I'm pretty much depleted right now. And you all got my, signs all, all signs over the place. Are, well, I've got signs. That's the last one. Yep. The well, stay in the permanent cl- collection. You're last, not getting that back. It's a term of your, of your time. I've on taken here. some up that's you know got bird poop on it and blown over from the winds. I, yeah, I shouldn't promote the wind around here. There is a lot of wind. Well, those, those, those. mostly in politics. <laughs> Never mind. Well, very good. Thank you for hanging out with us, man. Oh, it's fun finally getting to meet you. Yep, likewise. Uh, and uh, this, will, uh, I'm sure that you'll have uh, the opportunity to share this with people, and a uh, lot. We've definitely learned a lot about you, and uh, we're excited uh, excited that you made the time to to hang out with us. It's my pleasure. Yes, sir. It's fun. Well, good. We try to make it fun. It's not, it's, you know, yeah. I, so far, I don't think anybody's left us and gone, I'm never going back there. No, everybody told me that. Just next time, more base. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> wait, t- wait till we get to post. <laughs>
Mr. Cade Coger. How are we doing? What do we know? Um, I was kind of going through the comments there and it seemed like every time I'm on some of these podcasts, especially the people that are opposed to the issue, it gets brought up that um, I'm more on the pro-win side. And so people kind of expect blood when it comes to this. Yeah. And uh, your, I know your baby got the t- the blood last yeah, week out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but before the show, I know you said you didn't want to fight, so we'll leave, we won't we won't fight any. And I don't I don't have to sit here and pretend that you're a bad guy because you're against it because I completely understand the arguments that are that are against it. And uh, I do have empathy for people that feel that it's an issue. Um, but I don't have to pretend that you're a bad guy and say bad things about you when I know that you're a great guy. You know, I had you try to be in high school as <laughs> as my vice principal too, and. You know, I've known you for a little while, so right. I know I know I know how that is and I just feel like when it comes to this and I've said this before as a county, you know, I'd like to see everybody get better at these disagreements and even with the doughboy and everything else. Um it, people really need to sit down and talk and they need to have these conversations and I'm glad that we're doing this podcast now so that candidates that are interviewing for these jobs can come on and you know, make their claim and state their case and everybody can be more informed when they go voting for people and I think that's only going to lead to better leadership within our local government. Agreed. So. Yep. All right. Mr. Davis. Katie, he kind of stole my final thoughts there a little (laughs) bit because, man, we had some seriously nasty things going on in the comment section of our Memorial Park Board live stream. And it it sucks. I hate that because I I hate that Well, if you had a better microphone. (laughs) They weren't weren't particularly nasty towards (laughs) us, but it was, was, you know, you We've gotten to the point where we're we're so ready to hate each other over these mm-hmm. things, and it's horrible, and I hate seeing it. And uh, so that that was yeah, so pretty much things, just hitting the same thing that you were, man. It, it I hate seeing that stuff. It just things just get so polarized, and we live in a, in a time now where technology makes it easy for anyone to get on the internet um, and say their opinion, and it's still kind of a new thing. And I think people are still learning how to communicate, yep. especially when it comes to all these different opinions and. Um, I definitely think the more that we can communicate without typing in all capital letters and screaming at each other and throwing things around, I think definitely we can find that middle ground and we can move forward on issues that we do need to come through. And I know earlier, uh, Kenan, you said you were pro-farmer, and I'm I'm happy to hear that. Oh, I'm very much. I have the greatest respect. I know know, your livelihood depends on if it rains or if it's a drought or Mm – and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah. uh, Kate's I remember, not a real I, farmer, but we, we, we are real farmers. <laughs> well, I, re- yeah. I remember it well. I, I'd like to go. In fact, when I retire, I've got a farmer out at our church that I'm going to be working for. Yeah. I, I want to get back on a tractor because I have some of the best times of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I've always, that's just how I grew up. That's what I'm, you know, what I'm used to. And I never want to get away from that. And hopefully when my kids get older, they can farm as well. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And, um, you know, I know you're against the wind, um, issue in the county and I, like i said i understand that and i'm um, not against farmers i, but, I respect yeah. farmers I, and, but it, it just comes down to a lot of people attacking farmers you know especially lease signers and i understand mm-hmm. i understand the the disagreement there i would just like to see everybody be a little more you know pro farmer as far as that goes well very good Follow you uh, at uh, the armed farmer at, on, yeah, on all the, the platforms farmer and cade coger just on facebook there we go all right. My my second piece of final thoughts, of course, is to plug the Patreon account and their redbubble.com. We have a great merchandise. Um, 
we got a we got a lot of good stuff coming your way next week. We're technically, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you have four episodes coming to you next week. If you're just a regular fan, then you have three episodes next week. It's Tuesday, a, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's right. It, it's a it's going to be a big one. This is the ultimate test of whether or not we like doing this. <laughs> We're going to have fun. It's yep. like a hostage situation. I've got Dakota right where I want him. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so uh, final shameless self-promotion from my side. Uh, Dakota and I, are we have our first big real speaking gig, uh, the Libertarian State Convention. We were asked by uh, Tim McGuire, the chairman, to, uh, to speak at their state convention in Indianapolis. So on Saturday morning, uh, May 5th, if you, uh, if you have the, uh, the paid package, you're going to see us as speakers. Uh, our Dakota and myself, we're going to yep. talk about our relationships and what the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast has done and how we've gotten plugged in with, uh, with county government, county officials, and uh, how, we how we've gotten appointed. How we get people like Kenan to come on here. How, how we can have civil conversations <laughs> and, and actually talk to people that, uh, that are serving and, and have some influence. Uh, so we're going to have to give that talk with uh, Danny Lundy. Uh, Danny is uh, uh, a candidate for a township board down in Morgan County. Uh, and he's been attending uh, a number of public meetings down in his area. So, looking forward to that. It's going to be uh, going to be a good time. Uh, you don't have to be a libertarian to attend the convention. If you want to learn uh, learn a little something, uh, going to have some really nice food. It's at the Marriott Hotel downtown Indy, uh, right at the finish line of the mini marathon. It's going to be packed. Going to be a big time. Uh, yeah. It's going to be uh, intense. So, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, really appreciative to uh, all of our co-hosts and guests that have been here. I uh, can't believe we've made it 53 episodes in. I really can't believe that a turkey has more likes than the Boss Hog Liberty on Facebook, but that's the world we live in today. Uh, I can't. <laughs> that's all right. We are gaining fast on it. We are gaining fast. I like the show. Uh, we're uh, we're glad to be here, and uh, it's uh, it's definitely a niche that uh, that uh, we've that 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 the county has responded well to, and we're we're excited to be here. Can I make a comment? Yes, sir. I like what you someone said. Maybe Cade and maybe Dakota. I like the disagreeing without being disagreeable. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. a fan of that. Yep, I think that's a good point. Well, very good. The uh, after we get through this candidate series, you know, next week we've got three more candidates, and then we're going to do a live show. We'll announce that right now. We're, our plan is to do a live show election big uh, one. on primary night. So. Chase, we're gonna uh, send. Uh, we're gonna send Chase Payton. You guys won't know Chase very well. He's a big celebrity. He's on the show. But we're gonna send Chase to the Republican headquarters. Yeah, call him Dakota. <laughs> we're gonna send Chase to the Primo and give him a cell phone. And uh, we're gonna try to talk to you and anybody else that uh, at okay. election night. I think it'll be a uh, primo, as, as like a GOP candidate. Yeah, you guys are all over primos. there. Yeah. So as, as as election results come in, we're going to try to hit people up, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get results on the show. We're gonna do a live show. We'll do call ins with candidates. Uh, and we'll announce the uh, the results in the Senate race, the District Six race, and anything else that uh, that's interesting in the news. So we're going to host live. We're going to be like, do you remember Tim Russert? Do you even know Tim Russert at nope, this point? No, God, I don't. I'm so, this is sad. Yeah, isn't NBC. It? Yeah, oh, was a few years ago. Yeah, the late Tim Russert. He had the he had a whiteboard. We're going to give you a whiteboard. You're going to keep track <laughs> of things. And, we uh, have a Boss Hog Liberty whiteboard for sale on redbubble.com. Maybe we're going to have to order it. <laughs> we're going to have to get it between now and uh, we're gonna have now to primary day. From ourselves. Gingrich. <laughs> Gingrich. We might need all hands on deck for that one. Yeah. That one's going to be busy. It's going to be a fun night. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we'll send you down there, too. I, we'll, we'll work out. The, we'll, have you got me a boom mic yet? Is that what we're spending the T-shirt money on? Yeah. We're so trying, I can yeah. hold a boom mic at all of the public meetings? Oh, seriously. I, I've found one. <laughs> okay. I found one that goes into the iPad. I'll do it. We're going to have some fun. All right. So anyway. Follow me, Jeremiah Morrill, uh, on Twitter and Facebook, all that junk. You can interview me if you bring a bass boost mic. Uh, just <laughs> bass get, boost. <laughs> get low. You got to get low, man. Sure to get low, 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 low. All right. We'll see you all next Tuesday night.
Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.